Journey to Real Vision, Know Your Worth series, podcast number 104, January 2023, episode, Effective Business Owners Delivering Value. I want to welcome everyone back to a newly revamped podcast series. We're starting off 2023 with a big bang. I have the honor and privilege to have Brian and Kevin Murphy as my co-hosts this month. Together, they operate Vertex Solutions Incorporated, a boutique staffing firm that specializes in recruiting top-level IT and business talent. I wanted to explore more about business owners delivering value. Not only does Vertec have direct staff, but they employ individuals who work for their clients. This intrigued me from a staffing perspective. You have staff, but also have individuals that are employed by you but work for different companies. It led me to ask, how do you measure the value? So we're gonna break this down into four sections. The first section is gonna be developing culture and creating positive experiences. Second, helping employees feel value, providing opportunities to learn new skills. The third area, helping employees learn and grow and investing in personal development. And four, celebrating achievements with employees and offering unique benefits. As many of you know, I'm a huge advocate for asking questions. Before each podcast, I provide my co-hosts the opportunity to review the dialogue and questions I want to explore with them. We build from the conversation we're going to have today, and I want you to know that the guest speakers have spent time thinking about what they want to share, especially their experiences and business practices. And I know you're just going to be as intrigued as I am. So let me introduce Kevin and Brian Murphy. Hello, Brian. Hello, Coach Chris. How are you doing today? Great. And Kevin. Hi, Chris. How are you? Perfect. So thank you both again for joining me today. And I'm very ready to have this conversation about this topic. As you both know, I love the work I'm doing. And you know, knowing your worth is very close to my heart. And I work in the area of self-discovery. And I found that the majority of my clients don't know their worth. When you don't value your worth, it leads to a struggle in both your professional and personal lives. Back in August of 2022, I did an episode on corporate America, and I discussed how companies view their employees more as costs than investments. And what I love about Brian and Kevin is that they're truly invested in their employees. I wanted to highlight the work that they do and the impact that they're having in the staffing world. They are a company you want to work with because they appreciate the individuals who work for them. So we're gonna jump into this first area. It's developing culture and creating positive experiences. You know, this is a very important area and I'm glad we're starting a podcast off with this. For 40 years, I've worked in corporate America. It's hard to believe that I say 40 years. And can personally relate to being exposed to toxic environments. We spend the majority of our week at our job and we're influenced by the individuals we act, interact with each day. Say that fast five times. <laughs> This could be senior leaders, management, coworkers, vendors, clients, anyone, anyone we interact with. A hostile work environment, it's harmful to your health and your well-being. And I really feel that companies should strive more to have a positive work culture, allow employees to create more positive experiences. You know, it starts with being respectful of each other, having supportive leadership, and leaders whose actions align with the company's core values. There needs to be opportunities for continuous learning and personal development. I mean, let's face it, life is about growth. And companies like Vertec are moving the needle in a more positive direction. So Brian and Kevin, what has Vertec done to develop a positive culture for your employees? 
And what core values have you established? Yeah, Coach Chris, I'll, I'll, I'll um, like to take on, on the core values portion of your question. Um, you know, one of the things that we really take to heart here is, is our core values. Um, our core values at, at, at Vertec are accountability, build trust in relationships, create fun, and develop leaders. And one of the things that, that I found over my 16 years of, of running Vertec is you have to match your core values with the employees that, that you bring in. Um, I feel if, if the people we're looking to hire and bring into the organization um, do not believe in our core values, um, it just, it just mm-hmm. seems like it doesn't, has never worked for us. So the number one aspect, like I think, of, the, of, the, of growing a business is, is definitely finding a team um, that believes in the core value of, of your company. Yeah, and just, you know, as far as um, developing a, a positive culture, you know, our goal here is to create a very open and respectful culture. Um, I love the word that you use, the respect component of that. Um, you know, I think as long as people treat each other, you know, with respect and professionalism, it leads to an environment where people feel comfortable, they feel valued, they can voice their opinions without um, hesitation, and just allows for a, a more dynamic workplace and allows a business to move forward. Yeah, and I think another thing on top of that is, is we have a, a, a very open environment here, open door policy Everybody in the team, we talk to everybody. It's kind of a flat organization where, you know, if, if anybody from our newest newest team member to, to our senior team members, you know, they, they, they can walk into our office, pick up the phone, everything. We're available 24-7 for people. Um, and we just feel like having that, that open door policy j- just allows nothing to fester within it, in the employees. Um, and if, if there's something on their mind, um, you know, we'd rather have them come address it that day rather rather than... Then, uh, you know, let it keep, faster. Yeah, yeah let exactly. it faster. Yeah, for sure. So how have both of you seen, you know, with COVID, mm-hmm. we were, you know, home for two and a half years, right? right? We were isolated from each other. You know, we were taught, you know, you work in a work environment, it's collaboration, it's teamwork. How did working remotely kind of change things and your perspective in a staffing environment? Yeah, it definitely was something we, you know, we we, we kind of had to learn as well as, as we go. And, you mm-hmm. know, and I think... You know, the number one thing is we, we just continue to ask for feedback, you know, from our team members. Like, hey, you know, what do you need from us to be successful in your roles? And I think I think once everybody was kind of going through that transition of being in the office to, to working remotely at home, you know, I kind of call it the honeymoon period kind of ran out, I think, about six weeks <laughs> in where everybody thought it was great. And then some some people started having the struggles of, of staying focused mm-hmm. and, and, and missing the, the, the conversations, of, you know, with their peers, peers in the office. Um, but, you know, I think if you have the, the right technology stack in place and, and the collaboration can still be there. And I feel, you know, Kevin can kind of join to this because he runs a lot of our team meetings. But I feel, you know, we've done a good job as a group to, to see what, yes. what, you know, to what rhythms work well for our company. And, and um, like I said, and just kind of always, always trying to grow it. Um, yes. Because, like I said, once, yeah. you get, once you get stale on that in, in, in the same meetings and in, in the same repetition, I think you kind of lose the interest of your team. Yeah. And I think we've done a great job. And from a management perspective too, um, you know, COVID did teach us a lot. Right. Obviously nobody Agreed. knew 100%. what was going on, but it, it opened our eyes. We were primarily a local based organization, come to the office every day, punch the clock, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I think what COVID did was open our eyes to the fact that, hey, people can be productive out Absolutely. of the office. So from then, you know, we, we've got a, a remote workforce now pretty much. We use the office here pretty much as a physical tool. Come in and use it if you need it. Um, what we find is that some people do come in two or three days a week just because they like the interaction. You know, they like the collaboration, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that COVID taught me 
personally from a management perspective is that you got to be very deliberate with how you're interacting with your team on a daily basis to, mm-hmm. to create that culture, to keep that culture going. Um, you know, Zoom is great, um, obviously the tools that we have now, um, but it, you almost have to go, it's not like you can, you know, ask Sally how her weekend was, you know, through the door, you know, you have to pick up the phone now, you have to be more deliberate, you have to be more concentrated in your efforts to reach out and make people feel included, and make people feel part of the team. 100%, because one of the things that I realized with COVID is I think people are starting to really appreciate the brittleness of life. You know, yeah. so many people were affected in so many ways and mental health, you know, we're not meant to be isolated. You yeah. know, and we're to that point, everybody creatures. was affected differently. Right? Absolutely. So there's not a kind of a one size fits all for that. So. There isn't. And that's why I think a lot of people, you know, in, in my coaching, I've seen, you know, society had a norm. You know, you go to the office each day and it was pretty much a routine. Now, COVID hit. Boom. Everybody was, you know, alone. Everybody was, there was no interaction. And we're social creatures. We're not meant to be isolated. And now, I don't think there is going to be a norm again. I think it's a different approach. And I think people are starting to realize mental health is important. Mm Well-being is important. And there is a sense of, and that's what I love about both of you, is that you can still have your team collaborate. You can still have that, you know, that closeness with your team not physically be in the office. Right. And that's what's so important. I think a lot of employers are missing out on that, that mental health, well-being, understanding your employees, you can still have a positive work culture and not have to be face-to-face. Right, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? True. Totally agree. So let's move into the next area. And this is about helping employees feel valued. You know, this is so important. And providing opportunities to learn new skills. You know, we talked about positive work culture, and really, that's the foundation for helping employees feel valued. And I don't know of anyone that doesn't want to feel appreciated and valued. I mean, I don't think I've ever had somebody say to me, nope, that's not important. <laughs> you know, I've worked with a lot of clients, and I've been exposed to work environments that undermine the value of employees. And this has caused many people to question their worth. You know, more companies need to make time to cherish the employees they have and to invest in them. So... Brian and Kevin, what are some ways Vertec has made employees feel valued at work? Uh, well, you know, one of the things going back to the COVID that we did, we really bumped up our EAP program because that was a traditional way, right, of how you provided mm-hmm. resources, especially from the mental health front. Right. But Chris, I got to be honest, you know, ever since we started talking six, eight months ago, I mean, this has been eye opening. You know, Brian and I have talked about it all the time, the whole coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of a new chapter that we're excited, you know, to launch. We just launched a program, obviously, to our to our team. Yes. Um, so they're excited about that. Take um, but- note, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and the feedback's been great so far of the research they've been doing with it as well. So they're excited for the program. You know, as far as making people feel valued, you know, I like to to you know, from my perspective, um, I almost do a micro dose of appreciation on a daily basis. Um, you know, a pat on the back, a, hey, good job, that type of thing. Um, you know, as you said, people like to be recognized. Mm-hmm. People like to feel valued. Going back to Brian's, you know, open door concept, um, you know, that's not just from a, a business perspective. You know, right. if, if employees have a, a charity that they want to, you know, we target a certain charity once a quarter that we're going to get involved with. Um, and we let our employees decide which ones we're going to get involved with. So if there's a cause or something that's true and near to their heart, you know, then we'll support that. Um, you know, a lot of them we do on a multi-year basis. Um, so just allowing people to be heard, I think, is one of the biggest ways that you can create value to a person. 
um, and make them feel connected and part of the team, that they are important, that we do value everything, not just from the work perspective, but value them as a person as well. You know, I want to add something to what you just said that I think is really important. I love the fact that you pick a charity and you allow people because, you know, that's a sense of purpose for a lot of people. If the charity is close to their heart, but it's also another aspect of valuing is serving others. And the fact that you're allowing others to serve people outside of their work and to show their appreciation and and, you know, gratitude for other people, you know, that's a huge message right there. You're teaching your employees that, you know what, not only to have value in yourself, but have value in the fact that you're helping and serving another human being. And I think that's beautiful and that's powerful. I think a lot of companies should really invest in that as well, because a lot of employees, they might not come to you and say that they're struggling. You know, they're Years ago, there used to be stigma about that. If you ever came and talked about, right. I got mental yeah. health you yeah. know, struggles, yeah. you know, it was a stigma. It was a black eye. You know, you were thought you were labeled a problem child. Yeah, or sign of weakness. Or sign yep. of weakness, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and especially for males, you know, it was, you're supposed to be tong- you know, tough and strong. And if you went to your manager and said, I'm really struggling mentally, that was it. That was the end of your career. Right. Sorry, that's the reality. Now you're allowing people that may be struggling silently to be able to go out and be able to share themselves with others and realize the importance of value through serving. Yeah. Absolutely. And, then, you know, and, I, and I just think another thing, too, is, is, is I've learned over the years is, is to let my guard down and, and tell the team, hey, here's something I'm struggling with. Yeah. You know, maybe that opens That's the door. That's a great point. Maybe yeah, that opens the door for somebody point. to come in and say, hey, you know, I, you know, mind me sharing something with it. No, not at all. I mean, you know, or I really respected that. <laughs> You shared that from the whole team. You know, that's something I, you know, I, I, I didn't think of that, that was going on in your world. And, you, you know, and some of my best conversations have come from my team members who said, hey, you know, you mentioned this in a meeting. I'm here to talk to you if you want, if you want, to, want to bring that out. You know, I've had, had something happen in my family or personally that, that kind of, kind of mirrors what, what you just mentioned. And I, I, I'm a resource for you if you need it. And, that, and I think that's what, what really builds a strong culture and a strong team. Yes. 100% agree. But, you know, in larger corporations, it's that trust as well. A lot of employees may not go to another leader because they're being personal and they feel like it will be held against mm-hmm. them. And this is where the importance of coaching comes in mm-hmm. because a coach can come in and talk to someone and help them through whatever they're struggling. Because really, what is a coach? A coach is there to support and guide. Yeah. Not to tell somebody what to do, it's to help guide them to become a better version of themselves. Yeah, and one of the things, Chris, to jump on that, that I, I'm loving about the whole coaching concept is coaching is proactive. You know, the yes. EAP programs, the things that are in place seem, they're more of a reactive benefit, if you will. Yes. Where I think the coaching aspect, you know, it prepares people up front and it, it allows them to grow continuously, not just react to a bad situation. Exactly, because they're discovering more about themselves. Right. You know, if you look on like social media or even some of the programs that are in a lot of these companies, they're not focused on self. They're focused on what's going to, you know, bring more profit to the company or developing a skill that's going to help them. Cut in down on lost time. Or, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, project management, which is important. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if you have someone who's struggling with knowing their worth and you don't invest in that, then what's going to happen? You're going to lose that employee. They're going to go someplace else. But also for the employee, if you don't deal with that, you're going to struggle wherever you go. You know, so it's more beneficial for employers to invest in the employee than to think of them as a cost. Um, Definitely. So another question on this is, 
from this aspect, you know, how do you share this with your clients, like the companies you work with, like your philosophy on, you know, positive work culture and, you know, helping employees grow? Yeah. Um, you know, like, like Kevin mentioned, like, you know, the coaching is new for us, right. um, you know, and, and I feel, you know, what's made us successful as, as a business here is, and especially a, a local business is, you know, I started the company 16 years ago here in Franklin. We've had a lot of our customers I've been doing business with for over 10 years. So I kind of like to think of it more of like a sponge. I like to hear, you know, cause like I said, we're, we're a small boutique firm, but right. you know, we're, our clients are, are, are your, your, your big corporations and the big buildings you see, see in town here. So I love learning to see what, what each company is doing. Right. You know, it's like the whole thing, take the good, leave the bad type of thing. And um, I've been fortunate enough. I've, I've joined entrepreneurs organization here in Nashville EO. And um, you know, that's a bunch of business, you know, it's, it's business on local business owners here who, who are over a million dollars in revenue. So there's kind of a threshold to get in, but it's, it, it's been a great coaching. That was that, that's where I would say my coaching has come from is, mm-hmm. is, is, is um, you know, I have a forum form 15 and in, in, in EO who's who I've been with since 2012. And we really know each other both on a personal level and business level. And, and we really brainstorm a lot of, of, of how we can add more value to our, to our companies. And a lot of it, like I said, is is is, is a lot of it is is hey, how do how do you move you know how do you move the, the the profitability needle and and things of that. But I think since COVID, a lot of the conversation now has changed more toward employees and how to get you know provide the most benefit for those employees, both personally and professionally. Um, and Kevin and I had this conversation over over the the holiday break was that you know one of the things we tell everybody is we want to grow you personally, professionally. You know when if if you do join the team at Vertec. Mm-hmm. And we made a pact this year to, to to make sure that we're really focusing on the personal side of it. And obviously, Coach Chris, that's what have we, we're sitting here with you today and, and bringing that in. But it, it, it really opened our eyes because a lot of times you do forget about that side of the yeah. house. You do. And you said something really important um, with this group that you go to. Are you both familiar with Napoleon Hill? Think and Grow Rich, the book. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So he created, you know, back then, you, you you talk about brilliant people back in, you know, <laughs> that long ago, you know, 50, 60 years ago. He created a mastermind, and he had the concept of a mastermind group where like-minded individuals come together. And I love that, that you all are coming together and talking about ways that you can help your employees better. and. Yeah. I think really this concept of coaching and helping them developing programs about knowing your worth. You know, the seminar, I give free seminars. I have one in a couple of weeks about creating confidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are so important because employees can take something away right away and apply it to their life. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you're able to have those conversations. And I bet next meeting you're going to talk about coaching, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> You should have one of those um, sticks with the pictures on it. You could like hold me up. <laughs> <laughs> so the second part of this section is about providing employees with opportunities to learn new skills. You know, bottom line is employees want it. You know, and I strongly advise companies to invest more in developing an employee's skill set. So we need to start thinking outside the box and offering more self-improvement options. You know, start offering options such as coaching or courses on knowing your worth and maximizing your potential. I mean, why do so many companies miss the mark on this? You know, investing more in employees' well-being is vital. So, Brian and Kevin, how is Vertech being creative with offering more options, such as coaching and knowing your worth courses, and what do you think is setting you apart from other staffing agencies? 
Uh, you know, as far as, um, you know, the coaching was the big one that we took on right. this year. Um, obviously, you can't do everything all at once. So right. coaching, and I think, you know, this coaching is going to lay a great foundation uh, for us going forward. Um, you know, as far as other benefits, you know, we do the typical technical training, those sorts of things. But this, again, has opened our eyes to looking outside the box for other right. opportunities where the personal development can also be fueled, um, as well as the technical development. Uh, so we've got um, some plans in place. We're looking at a few other programs, probably Q3, Q4, that'll allow the employees to not only have access to developing technical skills, but again, on a more personal level, developing skills as well. Which yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, and I, and I think what, what you know, in, in, in the more of the staffing portion of your question, we're not only rolling this out to our internal staff. So with the coaching and all aspects, you know, our employees who are, who are working at our client sites are going to have access to this as well. That Kevin, Kevin and I kind of came to, and, and Coach Chris, I know we talked to you about yes. this because like, I think this could could be a, be a great great resource for them them as well. So you know, obviously, it's like I said you know, in your beginning statement, we do have two sides of the house. We have our internal staff, and we also have our our employees who are, who are working you know on our customer sites mm-hmm. or our client sites. So you know, tying them into this too, and then the resources that we can provide, I think it's just just gonna just going to set us apart from our competition. Yeah. And, you know, Absolutely. you mentioned the staffing industry is kind of a unique animal, as you mentioned before. You have your, I don't want to say corporate employees. You know, we, we treat all our employees, whether they're consultants or corporate employees, the same. But you, there's a dynamic that you lose somewhat with the contractors because you have no managerial oversight from a job performance right. You don't perspective, see them day right? to day. Right. You don't yeah. see them day to day. Um, so, one of the unique things we do, you know, we offer a complete benefit package to all of our consultants. A lot of staffing firms, don't do that. Um, you know, we include them, you know, holiday things, things of that nature. Um, we try to engage our consultants as much as possible, um, you know, checking in with them on a you know, weekly, biweekly basis. But just, you know, you do lose a little bit of, I hate the word control, it's not control, but a little bit of impact, right. I would say, because they're not here, they're not, they're working for us as W-2 employees, but at the same time, they've got a different manager, they're, they're in a different organization with different values, different Culture, cultures. Yeah. So, you know, we try to, uh, you know, we try our, our job mainly with the consultants that we employ is to give them the, a solid foundation to allow them to excel at wherever they're working, whatever project they're working yeah. on. So we just want to make sure they, they, they have the support needed for everything. So, you know, we, we invested in a, in a new uh, employee self-service portal um, where they'll have 24 seven access um, to such things as their benefited admin people, their their pay stubs, uh, their W-2s, anything that they need, um, we want them to have to have access to it. So they all have, have their, all employees across the organization, they have, they have, they have their dashboard set up and in, in, in their employee self-service portal. So, so, hey, you know, I'm going for a mortgage. I need some pay stubs. I don't, I don't have them. You know, they, they don't have to call or put an email in danger. They, they can go in and have full access to it. So we want to, like I said, support them as much as they can when right. they're on site, because like I said, there are employees at a different organization. Right. So, you know, where do they turn when they need something like that? We, so, we, you know, we wanted just to, to invest in, in that to make that make that much easier for them and, and have them know that, hey, we have the support in place for you. You know, there are two things that, you know, that I think are very important that, that have come out of this part of the conversation is one is when you invest in the coaching and you're helping the employees, they're, they're going to enhance their performance, obviously, right? Right. So they're going to become, they're going to have better skills, such as communication, you know, building relationships. But think about what this is doing for the companies they're working for. It's setting the tone for the company to realize, hey, look, 
we've got, you know, contractors working for us and they're, you know, top notch. We need to start investing in our own employees as well. So you're really setting the tone for a caliber of employee because you're investing in them. Yeah, and absolutely. I, think I mean, that's our a goal is to put the, message. the best talent we can into our customers and, you know, by investing in, in them that, that, to your point, yeah, helps us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they shouldn't be thought of as a contractor. You know, they're they're a human being, they're an employee, and they're there to, you know, to do a job. So they shouldn't be treated any different than a regular employee of the company. Um, The second thing is if you think about, like, taking a course, like a regular course, like project management or a technical course— what are some of the things that may happen to for people? They could procrastinate in doing it. They could overthink and struggle to get through the course. Or they have concentration issues. Well, this is where coaching could help them. Yeah. Like help them understand how to even learn something in a better way. So think about athletes. Your best athletes have coaches. <laughs> and they wouldn't have gotten, I mean, right. you know, Jeter had a coach. Yep. You know, yeah. Tiger Woods has a coach. Yep. You know, why can't employees have coaches as well? And really think about that concept. So, you know, this is going to provide us an opportunity. Let's move into this third area. And it's helping employees learn and grow and investing in personal development. So digging into this a little bit deeper, you know, companies should spend more time helping employees learn and grow, which we've just been saying. And it really does blow my mind that I'm seeing companies cut their budgets in this area. It's one of the first areas that they cut. It should actually be the last area they cut. You know, again, life's about learning and growing. When I work with new clients, the first thing I help them do is create intentions and is what they intend to create in their lives. And it's really important because it's a major personal development area. Because you think about it for companies, they are taught to develop SMART goals, but it's for the company. And the personal development goals that you're creating for the company are really to benefit the company. Right. When we create intentions, we focus on what you want to create for yourself. And it's very powerful because most people are not taught to do that, right? So what is important about companies offering learning opportunities is that employees are going to be more committed, right? And they're going to want to invest in themselves as well because that's also building value when an employee knows that you're willing to invest in them improving themselves. You know, that's that's really important to think about. And the process of self-discovery, it's a lifelong journey. I mean, mm-hmm. we're learning and growing every day. And the more time that someone invests in personal development, you know, the more creative and innovative they're going to become. So, Brian and Kevin, as business owners and senior leaders, what are some of the things that you're doing to promote employee personal development? You know, what are you doing to help employees learn and grow? Coach Chris, with, with that, you know— what what I've learned from just past experiences is, is is when you try to come up with a program on your on your own without without first talking to the team or talking to individuals mm-hmm. about what they want to be coached in or, or developed in, I kind of feel that's where where organizations waste their money. They're, right. They're, you know, it might be important to the CEO or the CO who 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 thinks, hey, this is a, this is a great idea. But the team members might be like, this, this is not applicable to where I am in, right now in, in my career, in my exactly. life, life and, and such like that. So I think one of the things we do well here is, is like it's going back to the, the we talk to our people, plain and simple, you know, talking, talking to your employees and, and, and getting to know them both in a personal and professional relationship. It really does spark a lot of ideas of where we feel like we, we, we can help them in, in that aspect of it. 
you know, we always say, you know, you're only as good as your team, right? So mm-hmm. if, if, if the good thing is about, you know, owning the company, running, running the company, I could not stand long meetings when I was working for oh, a, yeah. a large staff firm. I could not yeah. stand sitting in a, in a conference room and reading a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. We keep our meetings short. We, 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 we keep them to, to the point. Focused. Um, yeah. Focused in. And like I said, we, you know, we hire off trust. So if, if, if we have people come in, we're hiring off our core values. You know, we give the people the autonomy to, to, to schedule their days, to, to, to do things. So if, if somebody wants to get a workout in at, at, at lunchtime, they know that they can schedule their calls. And, they, and, and we, we believe in it because we know what we have to do every day to, to be a successful business. They understand that. They buy into that. It's flexibility. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we know we, we do have we have our, our set meetings throughout the week. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah. if you're getting your job done, hey, it's great. Schedule your meetings so where you, you can go out and you can get a walk and you can get a jog and you can you can go to the lift some weights or take a class because you know what? That's gonna come back and then in the afternoon you're gonna absolutely. be refreshed and ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. so that's what we're trying to do is 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 continue to build that culture where we we allow our people to hey how does your work day best fit you? Because your how you schedule your day, maybe it's not the way I schedule my day, but we both get our work done at the end of the day. So it's, it's yeah. that's what we're looking we, for. We literally have one employee who you get emails from him at 3 a.m. You know, <laughs> and I, mean, he, he, I mean, but that's where he's most effective. You know, he gets up early, he does right. his thing and we give him the autonomy to do that. And he does a great job for us. Um, and I think too, getting back to your point, when you talk about large corporations and personal develop being an area that they don't either pay attention to or they cut, I think a lot of that is because they can't measure the ROI on. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's no concrete formula that says, okay, Brian, you know, seeing a counselor, he's this much more productive at work. So I think what we've kind of learned, it's, and again, we're always evolving, as you said, too. There's a certain amount of vulnerability, right, that you have to have as a business owner to allow people to do this. You know, for instance, we have, we have unlimited PTO, you know, take it as you need it. It's kind of our policy. So somebody, you know, is having, you know, a bad day, somebody's mother gets sick, you know, Take it. Just shoot us an email. You're going out today, but we don't we don't cap it. And we found that you know at first when we rolled it out, we were like, oh damn, this is this could get ugly, you know. Right, <laughs> but, right. But what People we found out is that, yeah, you know, to you Brian's know. point, if you trust your employees and you trust the fact you that go. you've hired the right people, it's not abused. Um, it's not abused at all. And I think you know that going to our our culture, you know, I think that's you know one of the unique benefits that we offer as well is just the autonomy to we trust you to do your job. We'll give you the tools you need to do your job and just letting people, you know, do their thing. And, and the constant feedback, you know, the, the question we end every meeting. That's at, crucial. What do, you, what do you guys need from us to be, be more successful in your job? And, you know, sometimes, you know, I wish I could, could answer the bell on everything they asked me for. But I, <laughs> you, know, I got, you know, I got the handcuffs but you're on. you willing to listen, yes. you know, and right. what, is, what is feedback? Feedback is it gives you the ability to improve. That's basically what it is, right? But ROI, so I wanted to touch on something that you said about ROI. So one of the things that I've noticed, I've, you know, working with, and I've worked with larger corporations, mm-hmm. one of the aspects about coaching is, you know, when somebody comes to me and talks to me, it's confidential. What they're saying to me is not shared, unless it's something very, very serious, like they're, you know, it's got severe depression right. yeah. or, yeah. you know, it's at that level. But I've had companies say, well, we want to know what people are saying. And I'm like, that's not what a coach is. You want them to open up to somebody. You want them to get it out. You want them to work through their struggles. But with ROI, the biggest way that you can see that return on investment is in the productivity. It's in yeah. their mindset. It's in how they start collaborating, communicating, working as a team. And ultimately turnover, right? Exactly. Employee retention. 
Exactly. Because how much money does it cost a company to have to retrain people (laughs) over and over again? Yes. You know, instead of (laughs) taking that time and investing in their employees, they're there. You're hired. You don't have to retrain. Loyalty needs to go both ways. You know, most of our work week is spent at work. You know, you're you're spending most of your time at work. And what happens? People are bringing work from home, too. So it's a big portion of people's lives. You know, Glassdoor, we were all chatting about this before we started the podcast, but Glassdoor actually encourages coaching, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. But I want to read a quote. They referred coaching as troubleshooting, which I thought was intriguing. So this is the quote. Through a discovery process, the employee will gain insights on how to repair strained relationships that could lead to immediate productivity improvement results. It's all about feedback. That's how they improve. I thought that was really powerful because I don't think, you know, when you're in a meeting, you're going to have some type of, there's going to be friction, you know, different personalities. But a lot of companies don't know how to deal with that. They don't know how to deal with that tension, Mm -hmm. with that, you know, they call it personality clashes. When in essence, it could be one person that just needs to work through their issues. I love the fact that coaching is, if you think about it, you have troubleshooting for a PC or you have troubleshooting for anything else, but it's not about fixing anything. Nobody needs to be fixed, but it's improving yourself. It's allowing people to discover and maximize their potential. And I think that's what's so important. I mean, what do you guys think about something like that quote? Absolutely. So when every new employee starts at Vertec, we bring out a new team member, we go over an accountability statement. And Mm. my father, he helped me write it when we first started the company back back in 2006. And one of the main bullet points in there is feedback must be given at the end of any assignment. In the staffing world, there's nothing worse than going home after a hard day of work, and you don't know oh, yeah. where you stand with, with your boss oh, or yeah. with, with your manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you're lying in bed at night. You're sitting there. You're like, wow, I thought I had a good day today, but nobody told me if I did good. Next thing you know, two, three days go by. Next thing you know, you start getting the butterflies in the stomach. Yeah. And, you, and then all of a sudden, wow, we're having our team meeting on Friday. Am I good or bad? So what we try to do here is we, we have morning red zone meetings every day where we go over what's going on. with Constant communication with our people. So it's more, more coaching Throughout the week, right? And we're, we're doing that, so there should be no surprise at the end of the week if you had a good week or bad week. You, you should know if you had a good morning or a bad morning. That, that's how detailed we get it. And I think the way we structured our our company here and our workflow, it's very easy to see if somebody's struggling in a certain area. Then we can peel back the onion and really go in and say, "Hey, you're you're doing great." But it seems right when you hit this mm-hmm. point, there, there's there's a little disconnect there. And it's easy for us to pull back, pull back the data and, and, and show, hey, here, and then, hey, let's work on, on a solution here. So feedback yeah. is key. 100%. But you know what you do that sets you apart? You encourage people to give you feedback. And that's a big difference because when people feel encouraged, they feel supported, they feel like they can trust you. They're going to be open and honest with you, and that's how you can deal with things. And that's the beauty. The same thing with coaching. It's, you know, peeling back those layers. It's about being vulnerable. But it's also teaching people to be authentic, being true not only to yourself, but being true to what you do through your strengths and your core values. You know, I think that's really important. I love the accountability statement. Um, I think that is, is so important. All right, so let's move into this final area, which is celebrating achievements and offering unique benefits. 
you know, the number one reason why employees leave jobs is because they feel underappreciated. Celebrating achievements, it's really critical because it inspires people, it boosts their confidence, it gives them a more positive mindset, and it really builds the stronger bonds, right? So when they don't feel valued, what do they do? They start doubting themselves and they doubt their abilities and mm-hmm. what happens, poor performance, right? Yep. So we need to make time to celebrate the achievements that people bring and it brings people together too, right? So it's about building that positive culture as well and it boosts that loyalty and it makes people feel that they belong to something important. So Brennan, Kevin, how does Vertex celebrate achievements with employees and what positive outcomes have you seen from these celebrations? Well, we have, obviously, we have our, our typical, we'll say, big celebrations, if you will, right? We have a, a platinum club for, you know, when members hit on an annual basis, they're assigned goals and maximize the roles. And, you know, we take a trip every year with the ones that qualify for that. Oh, so that's kind of the big one. That. Um, and on that, a, that trip, it's, it's great because it's 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 um, for the employee and their significant others. Yeah. And they go and it's just a great, great celebration. You know, a little bit, little, little, probably 10% talk about, about some work and things like that. There's a lot of that. <laughs> I love that. Celebration. Yeah, that's the big one. But, you know, kind of going down to, you know, as Brian said, too, with the communication and the feedback, we try to do, I call them micro doses. You know, every start is celebrated um, when somebody, you know, wins. You know, a good a good rec that comes from our recruiters. You know, we like to recognize and, you know, call to the team's attention, uh, that sort of thing. So, you know, it, it's, we do have the big ones. Obviously we have quarterly, you know, contests that people can win. And let's, let's be honest, a lot of our rewards, and this has come from feedback and financial. You know, like, hey, would you rather- Oh yeah, go, people Would you rather that. do this or would you rather get a bonus? You know, so, you know, the good old green, Greenback still works well uh, for recognition. <laughs> but, you know, just I think if you can celebrate the positives mm-hmm. just on a daily basis, I think Absolutely. it just continues to build to yeah. build a positive culture. And, 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 and the whole culture. Team's, team's great at that. And like I said, you know, as Kevin likes to say, you know, we're small by design. We know what sandbox we play well in. We know where, where exactly. we, we, we really can execute. And, and, and the thing is, is we do celebrate the small victories. And I think that's what helps. It's, it's not forced. It's not like, okay, we're going to wait to the end of the quarter, and then we're going we're gonna to tell everybody good job. And, and you know what I love too, Chris, is that probably, what, 80% of the, the feedback, the positives that are coming, they're not coming from us. They're coming from team members recognizing other team members. So that, to me, that, I love that. I mean, that just means everybody's, you know, pulling the same direction and everybody's respecting. And 100% agree. You know, one of the biggest things that I've seen – and working with so many people is this battle with perfectionism, right? There's a, I mean, I'm, I'm a former recovering perfectionist. <laughs> I think really, if you look in the dictionary, you'll see my face. It might still be there. But what, what do perfectionists do? They set unrealistic expectations, and then they get disappointed in themselves. They start judging themselves. They start blaming themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't take the time to celebrate the achievements. They go right on to the next goal, and they don't take that time. But when you encourage that, you're encouraging people to realize that they don't have to be perfect either. And I think yeah. that's an important concept to kind of hone in on is, you know, when we're on a job, we're going to think, oh, my God, I can't make a mistake. I can't, you know, I can't do something wrong. But the beauty of that is when you make a mistake, when you fail, there are life's greatest lessons to be learned. You can always use something as a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, in, if you're just looking strictly at outcomes— then to the, your perfectionist standpoint, you know, you're going to fail, you're right? Fail. You're going to fail. Exactly. Um, you know, you might, there might be a situation where you did 85% of the things right. You know, did a great job in 85% of them, but that last 15, something happened there. You're but hey, on that. Yeah, and, yeah. Don't, you know, but 
look at the positive, what you exactly. did, and let's learn from the 15% that you need to help with. And 85% so. is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, but we're taught as a society as well, you look on social media, it's perfectionism. Yeah. You know, you got to strive to just have this image. And I think allowing people to be vulnerable, authentic, and to celebrate the good that they do. Because everybody has something to contribute, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Their opinions, their you know feedback. So I think this is also going to help us really kind of battle people thinking that they have to be perfect all the time. Yeah. And I absolutely. think that's what's really, really important. You know, we talked about offering coaching and the more of the self-discovery courses. So final question, you know, you've been working with people for many years, right? So what are some of the really unique benefits that you offer? And, you know, what other unique benefits are you thinking about offering in the future? Yeah. So, you know, I think the number one benefit we can offer right now is our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our culture's been, you know, is built off a structure of trust. And the one thing I've learned over over the 16 years is that everybody's not right for your culture. And there's nothing right. wrong with that. They're, they'll be great, great at, at, in another culture. So, you know, one of the things I've really tried to hone in on and, and, and seeing as that is, is how do I find those people to fit our culture? So so the one big thing is is, is, is our hiring strategy is really, I think, is, has, has really picked up. And we really take time and a lot of resources into to figuring out the types of people that are going to work best in, in our culture. Because like I said, with, 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 if you're structuring off trust, and we talked about it earlier in the podcast about, you know, letting people basically map out their own day, how it fits best for them and their situation and, and, and what's going on in, in their personal life and professional lives, you really have to find the people to buy into right. that. So right now, right. I think a lot of people coming from some of the large national firms who, who we interviewed, and, and I came from that school as well, where it's, hey, you're here at seven o'clock, you're leaving at seven o'clock. You have to make it's really metrics driven and things like yeah. that. Hey, that's great. These very successful firms and things like that. I did not want to structure my my company like exactly. that. Exactly. So I think you know that that's just one of the ones that you know came to top of my mind is is allowing the people to be is be successful in their own way. They follow our processes and everything, but between there, they they can they can map out out you know their week, their day um, as they see fit. You know, it's, it's almost, you know, we want people with that entrepreneurial mindset, you know, because you're absolutely you look at it. You know, even if you're if you're a recruiter, you're running your own little business. And that's how we want you to look at it mm-hmm. and give you the autonomy to to do the best you can and the way you see fit. And um, as Brian said, I think one of the, that's probably our biggest unique benefit is our culture here. I think that we've been trying to develop and I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, so And like I said, you know, and and, and, and and that's that's always changing, you know, because that's going back to feedback. You know, you have to right. hear what, what's working and what's not working. And, and you can't be so stubborn that you think your idea is the best one in the room when everybody's <laughs> telling you, like, hey, this, this doesn't work. You have exactly. to change it. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, that happens with a lot of large corporations. Um, you know, I've worked for some very, very big companies and you were nine to five. And you were at your desk all the time. And it's really important. The one thing that I love that you do is that flexibility. You allow people to realize that they need to take a break, that they need to get away. How many people work at their desks for lunch? How many people work through a break? How many people don't go to the gym? They're so stressed out when they get home. And another big issue that's come up with a lot of my clients is when they get home, they don't have time for a personal life because they're so exhausted, they're so overwhelmed from the day-to-day that they're yeah. going through at work. But having that ability during the day, listen up, employers, <laughs> during the day, allow your employees to go to the gym, allow them to go out and take a walk, allow them to maybe listen to a podcast that's positive or to go read a positive book. 
let them take a break so that they can get into the right mindset. And I think that's so crucial with understanding that they're human beings and they're not machines. Right. And you cannot allow people, this is what leads to burnout, right? When we just don't take the time to improve ourselves, to listen to that feedback, things like that. So I love that about both of you, about that flexibility. The other thing I think is really important is you said something that was really, really wonderful. Your culture is a structure of trust. And trust is what? The most valuable thing, right? For employees to know that they're working for a company that believes in them, that wants the best for them. And ultimately, if you're investing in your employees, what's going to happen for your business? Your business is going to expand. Your business is going to grow. You're going to see those profits. You know, one of the very disappointing things I'm seeing on LinkedIn, you're seeing so many layoffs. Right. And you're seeing people who were lured from other companies to go work for another company, and within six months, they're laid off. You know, that is not building trust. That is not about valuing people. And I really think a lot of people today listening can get a lot of great advice from what you both said today about trusting in the structure yep. and valuing the people that work for you. So I want to thank both of you. Um, you've been amazing co-hosts today. So I love today. Fun. Today has been a great conversation. <laughs> you know, I think this is going to be eye-opening for a lot of companies. I really want people to learn from what you're doing and learn to value and invest in their employees. I'm very grateful for our collaborative working relationship and that you're willing to work with me on personal development <laughs> to the next level yep. and for many more years working. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Coach Chris. I love hearing that, Coach Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Kevin. Thank you. And for our February podcast, I'm going to have two new co-hosts and we're going to be discussing knowing your brand and tapping into your worth. So we're going to discuss building a personal brand, empowerment, and tackling imposter syndrome. It's definitely going to be an intriguing discussion. And I want to thank everyone for listening today. I'm sending you all light and love. Coach Chris signing off. <laughs>